engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The Senate has voted to move into debate on the health care measure. John McCain showed up to do it. Uh, liberals across America are in meltdown wishing John McCain had died. And no, I'm not joking. Uh, Deadspin, the liberal sports site, says uh, essentially that uh, John McCain should die instead of sentencing other Americans to die. Uh, absolutely. All, all John McCain did was vote to allow a debate on a piece of legislation. They didn't actually vote to pass health care legislation in the Senate. In order to consider a measure, you first have to vote to consider the measure. It's called a motion to proceed. You're not allowed to proceed to debate on a, on a piece of legislation unless you get 51 votes. Doesn't mean those 51 people are going to vote for it. They're just going to allow you to have a discussion about it. Well, uh, John McCain came back uh, after having a, his surgery with brain cancer and voted to allow debate to proceed. Mike Pence had to break the tie. We'll get into that, but I I want to start with Jeff Sessions. Now, if you are a subscriber to the email I send out every morning, you you know some of this. It happened at the end of the show yesterday during commercial break, and I couldn't fill you in all, all of it. Uh, but a cabinet secretary, a Trump cabinet secretary, called me. You know, I am friends, and, and I don't mean this in the D.C. sense. I mean in the actual, I've known them for years, know their family since. Eight members of Trump's cabinet are friends of mine, longtime friends of mine, some of them. Uh, several of them I've known for more than a decade, uh, they and their families. And one of them called me and is livid with the Sessions situation. And it's not just him. Uh, there are a bunch of them who are. And if you want to subscribe to the Daily Email where you would have learned this first this morning, you can text the letters WSB to 444-999, text WSB to 444-999, and you'd get the email uh, that I sent out this morning with this news. It's a, a pretty big scoop buzzing all over the internet today. That This cabinet secretary tells me that dealing with the White House, in his words, is a cluster <clears throat> more than we know. And it also said that if this could happen to Jeff Sessions, uh, you just think what could happen to them. Now, here's what you need to understand, because there are a lot of people I see out there scratching their head today and say, this is the thing that's finally set people off? Jeff Sessions? That's the thing that that's that's making people mad at the president? Not what he said about Mika Brzezinski, not what he said about the, the handicapped reporter, not what he said about the woman caught on tape, not what he did about this? Why? Well, let me explain this to you, why this is such a big deal internally. There were a lot of people who went to work for President Trump who withstood barbs and, and mockery from family, friends, peers, colleagues. There is, in Washington, D.C. to this day, ongoing organized pressure to try to compel people not to go work for the president. So you've got a lot of people who wound up going to work for the president over the objections of family, over the objections of friends, over the objections of colleagues, over the objections of peers in their, their field. And they went to work for the president because they thought, you know, if I can just turn this guy towards the right to do the right thing just a little bit, it'll be for the betterment of the country. And Trump's good. I'll have his back. Trump will have my back. So these people potentially sacrificing careers to go help the president, potentially ruining their own reputations because no one comes within the sphere of Donald Trump without the reputation being tarnished. They go work for him, and now they see the president looking at the most loyal cabinet secretary and throwing him under the bus. And like the cabinet secretary I talked to said, if this could happen to him, 
Think about what can happen to me and the other members of the cabinet. I'm told reliably, uh, and this isn't just for me, other news media is also reporting this today as well, uh, that Rex Tillerson is thinking of throwing in the towel on this. Uh, that this is kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for Tillerson, uh, the fact that it is very clear the president will not reciprocate in loyalty. I'm also told Secretary Mattis, the Secretary of Defense, is also livid about the situation, and those two aren't alone. There are several other members of the cabinet who are just spitting mad over this. And again, it all comes back to the issue of loyalty. Jeff Sessions was the first national politician to endorse Donald Trump. He was the first member of the Senate to endorse Donald Trump at a time when multiple members of the Senate were running for the president. Jeff Sessions turned his back on all of his colleagues and sided with Donald Trump. He then went on to do a number of things for the campaign, including having conversations with Russians, not knowing what the rest of the campaign team was doing, and those conversations caused him to be conflicted out of having anything to do with Russia. So he had to recuse himself. Hey, he would not have had to recuse himself had the rest of the campaign not been doing what they were doing, but it was a self-inflicted wound by the Trump family, and now Jeff Sessions is paying the price for it. And now today, the president is castigating Jeff Sessions for not prosecuting Hillary Clinton for her email situation, as some of you wish he would do. Except on December 11th, 2016, the president-elect of the United States, Donald J. Trump, specifically said on national television and was quoted in an interview with the New York Times that he did not want Jeff Sessions to pursue Hillary Clinton because the family had been through enough, the campaign was nasty enough, and she lost and he won and that should be the end of it and now suddenly yesterday and today he's bashing jeff sessions for not doing um what trump told him not to do so if if jeff sessions is in a no-win situation if the most loyal member of donald trump's cabinet will be treated this way by the president none of the other members of the cabinet have any expectation of the president ever doing anything for them and i'll tell you what this means it means tom price is dead man walking and he doesn't even know it. I'll explain what I mean by that when we come back. There's some breaking news happening right now. A staffer for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, an IT staffer, Imran Awan, has been arrested at an airport trying to flee the United States of America. Uh, This is a staffer who, along with other staffers, is believed to have been possibly working for a foreign agent uh, involved with um, hard drives in the house, potentially taking confidential House Intelligence Committee information and funneling it to a foreign power. Um, This individual, well, the other individuals were fired. Debbie Wasserman Schultz refused to fire this guy. He was prohibited from dealing with House IT infrastructure. She left him on payroll to deal internally with computers in her office. Uh, He apparently then was engaged in smashing hard drives, uh, potentially to cover up evidence. He has been arrested in the last hour trying to flee the United States. Yes, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the former chairman of the Democratic National Committee, left this guy on her payroll after all of the other people implicated in this federal investigation were fired she protected this guy and he's trying to flee the country well he tried to flee the country he's now been arrested uh, also keep in mind we are under severe thunderstorm warning uh, for parts of Clayton Fayette and Fulton County the storm continues to move south it's over I-85 now south of the perimeter it's over 75 and 675 south of the perimeter it is continuing to 
head-to-head Southwest. Riverdale, Union City, Morrow getting the brunt of it right now. Jonesboro, you're in the path of the storm. Fairburn, Tyrone, Fayetteville, Irondale, uh, Palmetto, you're all going to get hit by the storm. It is beginning to weaken. Now, we don't have a lot of time here. When we come back, I want to talk about why Jeff Sessions is dead man, or not Jeff Sessions, Tom Price is dead man walking. He doesn't even know it right now, though. Uh, only got about a minute, but uh, David and Morganton, you are next on the phone. Welcome. Hey, buddy. Good to talk with you again. And I tell you, it's as deep as it is wide, isn't it? Yep. You know, so quickly about Sessions, um, you know, Jeff Sessions, everybody's jumping all over this. Well, he was the first guy to, you know, support Trump and this, that, and the other. Let me tell you something. Jeff Sessions should never have taken the job. Bottom line is to that, that he, yeah, he had, you know, some sort of conversations with Russian people. Well, freaking Hillary Clinton had hundreds of them. And, you know, the bottom line is if he knew that he was going to recuse himself, and he knew it, he could feel it. If he knew he was going to have to do that because of the appearances, I got it. If he was going to do it, all right, you got to wrap up. Have taken, he should never have taken the job. Never have taken. Well, that's a talking point from a lot of Trump supporters today. I'll explain that when we get back. Now, uh, why is Tom Price the dead man walking and he doesn't even know it? Well, look at what's happening to Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions is the most loyal member of the Trump team. He was the guy there in the beginning. He supported Trump before anyone else did. And the president is going after him because he's mad at him for recusing himself. And by the way, we, we had a caller earlier say Sessions knew he was going to recuse himself. You know, that's easy for you to say in hindsight, but no one foresaw a special prosecutor over Russia. And in fact, if you recall, there would be no special prosecutor had the president not fired Comey. Think about that one. I mean, all of this went downhill because of errors by the president himself, which led to Sessions recusing himself. And, of course, Donald Trump's not someone who can admit uh, he did something wrong, so he's got to blame his his attorney general, who would not have had to recuse himself, but for the president's own screw-ups leading to this. I mean, the whole reason Sessions was taking the meetings with the Russians is because he was the only senator willing to help the president who had foreign policy experience and was therefore having to lead the foreign policy team for the president. Don't forget that. But so look what he's doing to Jeff Sessions. Now, health care is going to be a fight come 2018. Whether the Republicans pass this legislation or not, Tom Price is going to be in charge of the regulations. And when people start complaining next year, when the organized PR campaign starts happening against the president and his team over health care, do you think the president's going to accept the blame? And he's not going to be able to blame Democrats if the Republicans pass this legislation. Because if the Republicans pass this legislation, they own it. So who's going to be the guy, the fall guy? Tom Price. 
Tom Price is the guy authoring the regulations. He's the guy implementing the regulations. He's the guy overseeing the regulations on health care. If there is any complaint at all, the president's not going to accept responsibility. He's going to want a fall guy, and the fall guy is going to be the Secretary of Health and Human Services, the man who oversees the implementation of and regulation of the Affordable Care Act and the subsidiary legislation. Now, Tom Price is dead man walking. He doesn't even know it. He will be the fall guy for this president. Y'all, I, I can't emphasize this enough that more than one member of the cabinet, I mean, you got Tillerson, you got Mattis, you got several others, including the one I talked to yesterday who wasn't one of those two, who are livid about the session stuff because they see it can happen to them. If it can happen to the most loyal of the Trump supporters. Now, here's the other thing that you guys need to understand, particularly those of you who are Trump supporters because of the wall and immigration. Jeff Sessions is the last man standing on immigration and opposition to amnesty. Scaramucci, he supports it. He supports immigration reform. Reince Priebus, he supports immigration reform. Jared Kushner, he supports immigration reform. Ivanka Trump, she supports immigration reform. Gary Cohn, he supports immigration reform. Wilbur Ross, he supports immigration reform. Rick Perry, he supports immigration reform. Jeff Sessions is the only member of the cabinet and the only person in the president's current circle of advisors who is still opposed to amnesty and still opposed to immigration reform. Those of you who are suddenly picking up the president's talking point on this and willing to throw sessions under the bus, you do realize you're opening the door to amnesty, don't you? Don't you realize that the moment Jeff Sessions leaves, there will be no one left in the room other than Stephen Miller to complain about immigration? And do you really think that Stephen Miller is going to be over, able to override Ivanka and Jared and Gary Cohen and Steve Nunchen and, and Wilbur Ross, all the people the president respects because, in his words, they're rich? Do you really think so? Sessions is the last line of defense against comprehensive immigration reform. And guess what? Just last week, President Trump said it was probably time to start thinking about comprehensive immigration reform. It is 54 after the hour. Let's get back to the phones. David and Marietta, you're next. Welcome. Thank you for taking my call, Eric. Um, I agree with your assessment on Tom Price, what the ultimate end might be, but I disagree with your assessment on him being a fall guy for the president. As you And I'm a conservative from the 6th District, by the way. As you know, Tom Price is a physician. He's had eight years to think about it. By his own admission, he's had it in his briefcase for almost a decade. And this is the best that he can do. Perhaps he should be fired. I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. Well, you know, maybe so. The problem is that what we're seeing with the media, with the left, and even some people on the right is that they're willing to manufacture outrage. And if they can get on TV, they know the president's going to see it and respond. So it could be nothing of Tom Price's fault. But if there's enough of a public outrage about something related to health care, he's going to be the fall guy. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. It, it, listen, it, it, Price has thought about this for a very long time. Now, he can only do what Congress uh, allows him to do under any sort of walkback of Obamacare. But he's certainly a very smart guy. 
but I, I mean, just looking at the way the White House is acting, and it's not just with Sessions. Uh, it's with Tillerson as well at the State Department. It's with uh, any number of other cabinet secretaries, including Betsy DeVos at Education, that when something goes wrong, the president immediately starts blaming that person. And you and I both know health care is going to be the issue in campaign 2018, the way the Democrats are shaping things up right now. And so any blame is going to go to Price. And any blame that goes to Price, the president is going to start pounding on him like he's doing on Sessions. Interestingly, I talked to a White House staffer last night after this cabinet secretary called. I called a buddy of mine in the White House to, to chat about the conversation I'd had. And he said, you got to remember that the president's passive-aggressive. Despite having a TV show where his claim to fame was uttering the phrase, you're fired, the president highly dislikes firing anyone, which is why he amped up pressure on Sean Spicer to get Spicer to quit. And it's what he's doing to, to Reince Priebus right now, bringing in Scaramucci. He doesn't want to fire Priebus, but he wants to make his work condition so miserable that Priebus himself quits. He's doing the same thing now to Sessions. He is trying to drive up the pressure on Sessions to quit because he doesn't want to actually fire him because... Trump appointed him. So if he fires him, Trump views that as a reflection on his own hiring capabilities. Remember, he hires only the smartest people. That's what he said. So then why would he fire Jeff Sessions? He's got to make Sessions quit. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. Welcome. Yeah, we got rain in the area, but it's just it, it's pockets of th- strong thunderstorms. Now, let's get into the other news of the day beyond the president, although you should know the president has this afternoon given an interview with The Wall Street Journal, wherein he said he thinks Jeff Sessions uh, joined early because he liked the crowd sizes at the rallies, not because he supported the president's positions. I mean, it's very clear he wants Jeff Sessions to quit, and Sessions, I'm told by people close to Sessions, is not quitting. He's going to make the president fire him. Uh, if the president were to fire the attorney general, though, who would be the, the acting attorney general? That would be Rod Rosenstein, the man who hired uh, Mueller. The man who decided that there needed to be a special prosecutor, that's who would be in charge of the Department of Justice. The president is apparently floating Rudy Giuliani as uh, the next attorney general, but, uh, I mean, would he really want it, given how quickly the president turned on Sessions? Maybe so. I think the president just wants to be surrounded by New Yorkers. Uh, That could be it. Now, the Senate voted to proceed to debate on the health care legislation. They have no idea what's in the health care legislation, by the way. In fact, there's going to be nothing of substance in the health care legislation. From what I'm being told, basically what they're going to do is get rid of the individual mandate and the medical device tax, and that's it. They will otherwise be keeping Obamacare. Uh, So, yeah, that's it. Um, Obamacare, law of the land, get used to it. Not going anywhere, but you won't have an individual mandate. Now, what that's going to do, according to the Congressional Budget Office, is uh, 22 million people are going to lose insurance. What they mean by that is that 22 million people are going to opt out of having insurance if there's no individual mandate. And the left claims that that's going to murder people, that people are going to die because of what the Republicans are doing, which is absolute hysterical nonsense. If someone doesn't want something, it doesn't mean the government has killed them. 
It means they don't want something. If, if Donald Trump does not want an intervention, it does not mean that the rest of us have forced him to do stupid things. It means he's done stupid things because he didn't want an intervention. If you don't want health care insurance, the government being unable to force you to have health care insurance does not mean the government killed you. It means you killed yourself if you die because you don't have health insurance. But because John McCain came back to allow the Senate to proceed to debate, you've got liberals, prominent reporters even, left-wing reporters saying they wish John McCain had died in Vietnam or they wish he had stayed in Arizona and died or they hope his brain cancer causes him as much pain as he's going to cause 22 million people. These are actual tweets. Now, these people have no idea what they're talking about, number one. Number two... Uh, their stories are conflicting. And here's where the left's hysteria is conflicting. They say that the Republican plan is going to kill 22 million people. And at the same time say that no one knows what's in the Republican plan, including the Republicans. So if nobody knows what's in the Republican plan, including the Republicans, how can they know that 22 million people are going to get killed? Well, their fallback is, well, the Congressional Budget Office says so, but then they're saying the Congressional Budget Office reviewed a plan that no one knows what's in it. So how can the Congressional Budget Office conclude that? They can't. Unless they just say, well, there are 22 million people who have insurance because of the individual mandate. You get rid of the individual mandate, they're all going to drop their insurance. Well, if that's the case, the government hasn't killed these people. They've made the choice to stop paying for insurance they don't want. That's why this is so crazy. And, you know, you actually have liberals out there who genuinely, truly believe that Republicans want people to die. They really they look at their political opponents and they genuinely believe that they want people to die. That says more about those people than it does about their Republican opponents they think want people to die. It's a damning indictment on their own character that they would think their political opponents actually want to kill people or want people to die. But that's where we are. Now, for those of you who are conservatives, you need to understand that this is a great betrayal because Republicans have been promising for years to get rid of Obamacare, and they're not. Again, what I'm being told is that this is going to be a simplified plan. Now, you know, here's what's going to happen here, and you need to understand this. So what happened today was 50 people plus the vice president breaking the tie voted to proceed to a debate on the Republican health care plan. They haven't actually approved the Republican health care plan. They just decided to debate it in the Senate. Before you can debate any legislation, you have to have what's called a motion to proceed. That is a motion to proceed to floor debate. You have to have 51 votes. They got 51 votes, 50 plus the vice president, which already right there tells you they probably can't get it passed because some people will vote to have debate and then vote against the legislation, but they're okay with debating it. So you get it to the floor, let's say it passes. Well, what the Republicans are going to say in the Senate is like, yes, this is bare bones. This is just get rid of the individual mandate and this is just um, get rid of the, the uh, medical device tax. But we need to pass this so we can get to a conference committee with the House. 
And then they'll get to the conference committee with the House and they'll add back in little bitty things that don't significantly affect the legislation. And they'll say, well, we, we've we've come this far. We can't stop now. You, you've got to pass this now because we've all taken bullets for the team now. If we don't pass this, we're going to look incompetent. If we don't pass this, we're going to betray the president. If we don't pass this, we're going to betray all of our promises. you got to pass this. And so then it'll get a vote and it'll get in the House and the Senate and the president will sign it into law. And all they've done is nothing. They've gotten rid of the individual mandate. They got rid of the medical device tax. That's it. It is a betrayal of all the Republican promises for the last seven years to actually repeal Obamacare. It is also, I got to tell you, it's, it's a failure by Mitch McConnell. And of course, Mitch McConnell isn't going to get a lot of blame here because many of the uh, reporters on Capitol Hill who cover this stuff depend on access to him as Senate Majority Leader, and they can't write critically of Mitch McConnell. But this is a failure of Mitch McConnell, who could not come up with a comprehensive plan to get it out of the Senate. He could not actually come up with a plan to repeal Obamacare and get the necessary votes. He did not lead on the issue, and he's the leader. This is a, it's largely a collapse of Mitch McConnell's authority in the Senate. You've got moderate liberal and conservative Republicans in the Senate sniping at Mitch McConnell because they think he has betrayed them. And of course, you've got sycophants for Mitch McConnell in, in the uh, conservative press out there in punditry saying if anybody votes against this, uh, they own Obamacare, which is absolute nonsense uh, because Obamacare is not being repealed even by Mitch McConnell. It's a level of dishonesty and disingenuousness uh, by people out there. In fact, I, I heard Hugh Hewitt had uh, Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin on earlier today, saying if they, if they don't do that, if Ron Johnson votes against this, Ron Johnson owns this, uh, they, which is absolute BS. And it, it is a this is what got you Trump Republicans, uh, your sycophants in the media who go out there and are absolute shills for the party. I mean, you know, Sean Hannity gets a lot of flack these days from people for people calling him a, a, a yes man for the president or a hack for the president. He's been insulted by all sorts of people on the left and the right for this. There are people who do that for the Republican Party. And, you know, whether you like it or not, at least the president is an individual and, and you, you stand by your man. You've, you've got your friend. What does it say that someone wants to be a flack, a yes man for a Republican Party that no one, including Republicans, like? But you've got people out there who are willing to be yes men for a political party that nobody likes, including the Republicans. Uh, and, and blaming Republicans for wanting to keep their promises and blaming Republicans for daring to expose their own leadership for breaking promises. Um, this is why nobody likes the Republican Party. It is 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Y'all, let's go back to the phones. Um, okay, you're going to have to tell me your name because the call screening program ate your name. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Okay, you, the call screening program ate your name, so you have to tell me who you are. Oh, I'm Paula. Hi, Paula. Thanks for calling. Sorry, babe. We got an old cheapy program here, and it just causes oh, all sorts okay. of problems. <laughs> well, thanks for taking my call. I was calling because I was I was listening to you talk about Jeff Sessions and immigration reform. As a conservative, I want immigration reform. I am tired as a taxpayer 
to carry the load of undocumented immigrants and the DACA and the DAPA beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. We need immigration reform. These people need to start carrying their weight. My tax dollars are not enough to carry the burden. And so everyone else in the country, both Democrats and Republicans aside, are carrying the load if we don't get immigration reform. I agree with you completely. You and I, though, are in the majority among our party. Um, And what I mean by immigration reform, just to be clear here, is that the, the people around Trump, with the exception of Jeff Sessions and Steve Bannon, and Bannon is largely marginalized right now, uh, they want to come up with an amnesty program so that illegal aliens who are already here can stay here. Uh, most conservatives want them to all have to go home and apply for citizenship before coming back. And if Sessions leaves, uh, the president's not going to be surrounded by voices uh, of anyone other than pro-amnesty people, with the exception of Bannon, who even Bannon is admitting privately the president's not listening to him anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with getting rid of Jeff Sessions. I, though, I, I tend to favor immigration reform. It is 40 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I have been negligent. I've been remiss. Uh, the scans were good today for Christy. So we just, you know, we kind of live our life in three-month increments these days. We go back every three months for more scans. Uh, and so everything looks good this time. We'll go back and on at the end of October. So thanks for the prayers. Now, I'm getting hate tweets from Android users. I can't help it that you people have poor taste in phones. Uh, it's don't blame me. Blame yourselves and your terrible Samsung exploding phones. You know, Samsung, by the way, I, I read yesterday they're going to compete with Johnson & Johnson. They have made a new arthritis medicine. The FDA is actually planning on approving it. It's a brand new approach to arthritis. And I hate to say it, my first thought when I saw the headline was, man, I hope the pills don't explode like their phones. <laughs> You never know. Barack Obama could right now get an A-plus in trolling if he got on Twitter and told Democrats not to worry because the Republican health care plan doesn't actually repeal Obamacare. He could single-handedly sabotage it because you got all these Republicans in the Senate telling their constituents that their plan will repeal Obamacare, and it doesn't. You've got talking heads on the GOP side out there saying this repeals Obamacare, this undermines Obamacare, what have you. It doesn't. You know, I'm so tired of the Republicans lying to Republican voters, but i got to tell you something else I'm, I'm really tired of. I'm tired of people willing to see what they're seeing in the White House and give it all a pass because they want to stand by their man. There's no difference between the establishment Republicans yes-manning this health care plan that breaks every promise and Trump supporters defending every bad thing he does, including what he's doing to Jeff Sessions. There really is no difference at all. It, it is two sides of the same coin. It is people unwilling to be objective and critical in the name of team defense and tribalism. And that is what is going to ruin this country. You have Republicans in Washington right now lying to your face, saying their health care bill is going to repeal Obamacare. You do, and that's a lie. 
You have the president of the United States also out there savaging Jeff Sessions for refusing to investigate Hillary Clinton when the president of the United States himself instructed Jeff Sessions not to pursue Hillary Clinton. And he did that live on national television back in December. And you have people attacking Jeff Sessions because the president's attacking Jeff Sessions. None of these people are capable of thinking for themselves. And it is that lack of ability to think for yourself, to think objectively, and to be willing to level criticism against your own side that's going to ruin everything for all of us. And here I got to head to Carroll County as they got a severe thunderstorm warning going on. Yay me. Y'all, by the so my kids are 11 and uh, she'll be 12 at the end of the next month. And I got an eight year old whose mother is still convinced he's seven. By the time they are of college age, I'm pretty convinced Hillsdale College is going to be the only place in America where they can get educated instead of indoctrinated. Princeton University is hiring a certified men's engagement manager. And the role of the men's engagement manager is going to be to combat aggressive masculinity and challenge gender stereotypes. The job will involve challenging social constructs that contribute to violence, including upturning stereotypes of tough men who can't be vulnerable. And the premise of this job is that only men uh, can sexually assault someone. Uh, tell that to all the high school teachers who convince their 13 and 14 year old male students to, to get it on with. Just absolutely ridiculous. Man, I hate higher education. All these schools just need to close.